Hollow Cult, we all know that the internet is not a safe place, especially when you're in our line of work. We're constantly looking up nefarious conspiracies, putting out FOIA requests, looking into dropped FBI files. That's why we here in the Hollow Layer trust our ISP to express VPN. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. That's right. We don't need any more of our information floating around out there. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't be seen with any of the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting it 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption out there. ExpressVPN is also available on all of your devices, phones, computers, tablets, even your smart TVs. So there's no excuse as to why you should not be using something like this when it comes to protecting yourself and protecting your data. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash hollow one, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash H-O-L-O-1, expressvpn.com slash hollow one to learn more. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And I'm Kyle. And we are back again. Stoked to have you here with us, to hang out with us on this fine Monday morning. Kyle's going to bring you some Third Reich weirdness today. He's been diving into I that. Am. I am, and it is really, really bizarre to say the least. I'm kind of excited about it. It's kind of a weird feeling. I bet you know this feeling, Steve. Like when you ride it, you're excited, and then you hit your low point where you're like, man... This sucks. And then peaks and valleys, baby. Yeah, and then you get you get to the show and we get to present it to each other and then we're like, Oh wait, I forgot this part. This part's really good. <laughs> wait yeah, to I wait to hear too. this part. I even save like when I tell you, I'm like, Okay, I'm working on this and this and I'll save these like little nuggets of just yeah. like brain melters. Yeah. Just to throw them on you. Yeah. It's tight. <clears throat> yeah, like per Per Hall's guy fashion, uh, I came over here about six. It is now nine o'clock, and we're just getting to our first episode. Yeah, we are not good at time management. No, but it was refreshing. <clears throat> it was nice because we sat down and listened to metal. Started listening to metal, and it opened the floodgates of just fucking coolness. <laughs> On that note, listen to Lorna Shore. Yeah, and that's a public uh, service announcement. Sun Eater. Listen to Lorna Shore, and if. If you would, tag the lead singer. Will Ramos. Yeah, Will Ramos. He's a monster. He would probably come on the show. I don't know what fucking demon possesses that dude to get his vocals, but I fuck with it. I'm telling you right now, if you're into heavy metal and you like Greek mythology and all that fucking cool stuff. And you're just rad. And you're rad. Listen to Sun Eater. That song is is a, a masterpiece. We'll probably post it in the Discord. But it's one, it was one of them conversations where I wish we had a camera and we're recording the whole conversation because it was absolutely hilarious and fun. 
I'm still playing blast beats. Air blast oh, dude. Beats. It was I had I had fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was awesome. We are still 17 in our brains. Absolutely. <clears throat> Which isn't a bad thing. No. But back to what you're all here for. To reality. Not our musical uh reviews or whatnot. But back we to the could weird start good. Doing that. That's gonna be in the Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we're gonna set up a new email, which should be up by the time this drops. Facts. And uh, I'm probably gonna create it. It's probably gonna be hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com. Spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. Yeah. And for that, we want listeners who would like to be interviewed about their experiences as opposed to just sending an email in to have it read. We're going to do actual <clears throat> interviews and we are going to start pushing those on the Patreon. So if you are someone that would like to come on the show and be interviewed, hit that email, hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com. Right. And I think because we've been talking and like we love doing this, I think a lot of you love us doing this. And we, we I mean, I know it's a pipe dream, but it would be cool to probably do this full time. And so what me and Steve have been talking about doing is is like the show you guys know and love, that show's never gonna change. Ever. It's it's always gonna be the way that it is right now. What we're suggesting and what me and Steve have talked about is kind of making Patreon an entirely different show. You know, doing interviews over there, uh roll the dice disclosure files just a whole different experience hollow 2.0 yeah if you will you know and that that way maybe possibly we could get some funding to start going in a in a in a good direction you know i understand if you don't have the funds to do that type of stuff that's that's cool i completely get it and i understand that's why we're never changing the normal show. exactly the, the free content exactly <clears throat> this show is always going to be this show and it, it's just something that me and steve have a, we've we've worked really hard for and we, we love our show. We don't want our show to change. So, And I'm kind of a stickler about that shit, too. Like, you can ask Steve. I, I, I need to justify certain things in my head. And, like, when he pitched that to me the other day, I'm like, okay, I can fuck with this idea. I like, I like basically creating another show that is would be our Patreon content at that point. So we'll try to be focusing more on that. And it, it'll it'll be easy for us, right? Because we don't we really don't have to research. We can just interview people or or do some holophone there, some roll the dice, some disclosure files, uh, stuff that we really don't have to spend a week or two prepping. Yeah. <clears throat> do like like we did last week, like weird or last episode, weird Reddit dives, yeah, yeah. just shit like that. Something kind of off the beaten path from the normal show, where if, yes. if you if you fuck with that kind of stuff, you can go over there, and right? <clears throat> and then if the day you know the day ever comes where we were to get advertisers, I mean, well, we're going to be very particular Shoo. particular about that stuff. But it would also be we we could take the show and put it ad free on Patreon as well. So then you know if you don't want to listen to that shit, you don't have to. Word. Yeah, just something to kind of help us a little bit, I guess. Yeah, because I have we've had people reach out asking for more content. And unfortunately, as far as our time restraints go for having full-time jobs and full lives and everything, we're trying, we're kind of peeking out at where we're at. So Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to try to 
add more where we can. I'm ready to go full throttle. Let's go. Yeah, let's just put a bunch it. of NOS cans on my back and send me. Yeah, C4 on my back. I mean, either way, we're both going to the same place. <laughs> but anyway, back to the show. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel. Just check us out at all social medias. Just search us up. If yeah. you have uh encounter that you just like read on the normal show for our listener encounters, Kyle's got a bunch of info for you. Yeah, you can you can shoot it over to the email, hollowskypodcast.gmail.com. Uh, if you want to, you can send voice recordings there, whatever you want. We have the holophone. It's, all the details are in the show notes. I think the link to Discord's in the show notes. Any way that you want to give us a story, you're more than welcome to. But keep in mind, if you want to actually do interviews with us, we'll have that alternate email. So I'll, I'll also add that to the show notes. So hopefully I don't forget, but it'll be easy. And as soon as Steve verifies it, I will put it in the show notes. That way, all you people interested, all you got to do is go to the show notes and you'll have the actual email Email us a, a very short description of your story, whatever you want to talk about, and we'll be in contact. And yep. maybe maybe we'll structure it a little bit if you can. It wouldn't be a bad idea to um, give the best nights for you guys to record those stories too. Yeah, and we'll do all our scheduling from that and yeah. everything as well. Uh, just to kind of like, because we get some really dope listener experiences and i feel like i don't do justice reading them so we'll also like reach out to see if if some of the people who submitted their stories would like to come on and tell it yeah from from themselves from their point of view because me reading it doesn't do it anything yeah and also that for that fact the matter if you're one of those people don't wait for us to reach out email that email yeah you know because we got a lot on our plate all the time word so now that we've rambled, everybody's gonna be mad that we're not getting to the show. We're gonna ramble some more. So if you'd like to, here we if you'd go. like to support our little endeavor here, we have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/HollisGuy. Go over there, check out our tiers, uh, see if there's something you're interested in there. Which we might be revamping that as well. We've been talking about it, and there might be some changes going to the Patreon. We haven't decided yet. But yeah, it's it's wishy washy. Yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, also, we have a Venmo, if you'd like to throw some money in our monster bin, we're always appreciative of that. The best thing you could do is share our show, share our episodes, share it on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. Just uh, get our name out there. Keep it rolling, you guys. Like the momentum it. has been through the freaking charts, guys. Yeah, it's nuts. It's like it, nuts the last few weeks. It's like, been ridiculous. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and ridiculous in like the best way possible. Yeah. Between all of you guys and, and Tony and all of our other podcast friends, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's really been, for me, it's been a huge eye-opener and motivator, you know, and as well as it, Steve, you were telling me the other day that we actually got brought up, brought up at our local college course or local college oh, yeah. and, and all that stuff, so that's cool, too. It is. It's wild. It's, it's wild different. Life. Uh, you can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us be more visible to people who like weird shit. So it definitely helps out taking that time to go over there and uh, leave us a review. That being said, our five-star rating and review is brought to us today by listener. <laughs> Winnied? W-N-I-E-D? Winnied? I think Win-I-D. what they meant was hashtag winning. Yeah, hashtag winning. It says, great host <laughs> chemistry and great subject matter. 
Tripped over this podcast while searching certain subjects, listened, and was hooked. Love the gen- genuine, gen- genuity? Yeah, genuity, my bad. Between the hosts and their care for the truth within the stories or legends discussed. Would love another show on BEKs, or maybe a show dedicated to doppelgangers and or the Philadelphia Ooh. Experiment. Uh, episode 37 is the Philadelphia Experiment. And doppelgangers, that's a good one too, because that one definitely mindfucks me. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was a Navy man stationed in Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, and he told some crazy stories. Well, wow. hashtag winning. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to send this in. Uh, what was I going to say here? Probably um, something about the uncle oh, or... I read, a, I read a fucking thing the other day about people who find their doppelgangers, who people who run into people looking exactly I already have, like I already have cold chills. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's a legit thing. Like you. Like oh there yeah, are I can believe that. that. Look exactly like. Yeah, and they that doesn't. Doing, that doesn't make sense to me. They started doing studies on them. They have similar DNA. See, that's where I'm at. Like that fucks me up so bad, so bad because, like, how many times have you been? Somebody will be like, "Yo, Steve, this guy looks just like you." Oh yeah. Like, in like, like think about it in the realm of possibilities, of all the people on the planet, what are the odds? That somebody out there looks almost utterly identical to you. Yeah, I, I think it was my mom. I can't it's because remember. aliens did this. Yeah, they DNA tested. And yes, they they seeded the planet. But my mom was on a train to Chicago, I think, and this woman came up and started talking to her, thinking she was a, a completely different person because of how much that person, how much my mom resembled that person. That's so weird. So weird. It's fucking. It is weird. But anyway, now that we're, now that we're ten minutes in. That's okay. Getting, it's okay. Antsy. We're going to go to our listener experience of the day. Yeah. This comes to us from our friend CJ from Oregon. They say, hey, hollow bros. I've debated writing in for a long time. I came aboard in late 2020 and have been a silent fan since. Your relaxed vibes are rare and appreciated in today's world. I'm a lifelong enthusiast of the strange, despite having become largely a skeptic over the years. That's why my ghost encounters and UFO story don't weigh on me nearly as heavy as this one. I can explain them away to a degree. I grew up in a tiny village in eastern Arizona named Alpine. It was on the t- or it was a town of maybe a hundred people, up at about 8,500 feet. I would have been around 10 or 11 when I had this experience. Normally, I had a few dreams and could not recall them within minutes of of awakening. One morning, I woke up from a dreamless sleep, did my normal morning routine, and went off to school. There were no oddities, time moved normally, and it was a totally typical day. At around 2.45 p.m., I heard a strange sound, and then an Allosaurus busted through the wall. A what? An Allosaurus. What the fuck is that? Like a smaller T-Rex. How small? Like not not tiny, like still huge. Like over two feet. Oh, yeah, like 20 feet. Oh, fuck that thing. Yeah, like... Like a, I thought you was talking about them little ones in Jurassic Park that like gang oh, up on the is, dude and eat him, bite his lip and shit. Big one in Jurassic Park. Oh fuck that, dude! Sorry, so, sorry. Allosaurus busted through the wall, and I woke up in my bed. I realized that day that I had lived a dream, or that I realized that day I the day that I had lived had been a dream. Sorry. So I shook it off and got up. Here's where it gets wiggity. <laughs> it does get wiggity whack. Everything played out exactly the same. The dream, you had a dinosaur? The dream and reality were on an identical track. Everyone said the same thing. All the same stuff happened. It was like I just rewound a tape. I found this doubly unusual since I could remember it all and was expecting what would happen next. Thankfully, 2.45 came 
and went with nothing weird. But then I remember being a bit nervous since I didn't know what would happen the rest of the day. Then the very next day, it happened again. The whole day was exactly the same twice over. There was a school dinner at 5.30 p.m., and in my dream, I got the lasagna, which was horrible. When I lived it out again in reality, I got the spaghetti. Instead, remembering that my first pass of the day, I got the lasagna, and it was gross. It gets freakier, though. When I asked my friends, nobody could agree on which I got in my real timeline, the spaghetti or the lasagna. Nothing like this has happened before or since, and I can't figure out what the heck happened to me. Love the show. Keep it up, gents. If you want my ghosts and UFO stories, just hoot. CJ. Well, we do want your stories, first Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Second off. Dude, you. I'm sorry, but you had to get the lasagna. You fucked up. You should have got the lasagna. He got it, and it sucked. In his dream, though. Oh. And then when he was awake, he said he got the skeddy. And he didn't even say if the skeddy hit. Uh, I, would, I would assume so, because he didn't say it sucked. But yeah. no, you should have got the lasagna to verify it. To verify if it sucked? Yes. That's true. And then you could have threw it away and went back and got the spaghetti. That's true. Okay, Allosaurus. T-Rex adults were significantly larger compared to Allosaurus adults. An Allosaurus adult was between 8.5 and 12 meters in length, 28 to 39 feet long, while an average T-Rex was about 12 to 15, 40 to 50. So it's it's the size of a small (laughs) T-Rex. It's big. It's big. Um, Also, that is really weird that if I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said it played his days played out back to back. They were the same two days in a well, row. I think I think no. I think the first day played out the same as the first dream, and the second day did the same thing. Not exactly the same as the first day, but his dream played out exactly like his day as the second day. Two oh. separate days, but they played out exactly. The so same. he had two separate dreams then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I was gonna say, I'm so like, that day, is day weird. Day A played out like dream A. Right. Gotcha. And day B played out like. Gotcha. Dream B. Gotcha. All right. That clears up some issues there. It almost like I don't know. What if I wanted to be like, where the fuck do you do this? What if you, you have two what if days that are exactly dream, the same? What if his first dream was in an alternate timeline where dinosaurs didn't go extinct? That sucks. And I'm not trying to get ate by a dinosaur. I'm not trying to get ate by anything. What if the second day was back in that reality and the lasagna was made with Allosaurus meat and Allosaurus meat is disgusting? Uh, that would actually explain a lot. We I kind it. of like that theory. I like that theory. <laughs> Salt. All right. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, CJ, definitely send us another email. And like I, like we you. said earlier, if you'd like to be interviewed, you can hit up the new email. Whoop, whoop. Let's do it. We can talk about dinosaur lasagna. Hell yeah. So that being said, at 16 minutes, 17 minutes. 17 we are minutes. diving into the show. Show starts at 17 minutes. Hell yeah. Kyle's going to take us down some... Some weird shit. Third Reich weirdness. Yeah, it's been a trip, man, looking into it. I've always been... Um, interested in it, right? Because you, you, especially in the conspiracy world, you you hear about a lot of the ties that the Nazis have in today's society, you know, with NASA and all this other stuff. I mean, you, you just never really not hear about the Nazis' influence in modern world, in the conspiracy world, the occult world, all of it, the UFO world. They've they've had a lot of um uh, influence there, so. I decided to look into it. It's a really rough subject to run down because there's just gobs of information everywhere. So it's hard to pick a path. 
it's weird that you decided to do this because I've been on Prime watching uh, Josh Gates Expedition Unknown, and the last like couple episodes, probably like five or four or five episodes back, he was in Poland looking up looking for Nazi treasure and shit. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And he he made note that not only did Hitler and the Third Reich collect um, th- I, uh, artifacts and shit with monetary value like art and yeah. gold and shit, but he also collected and hoarded up relics, r- relics, occult, anything that had any occult. Oh, that's symbolism. one of the that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to look into this shit because, because I've heard. I mean, I go into it later on, but I've heard like. The, the Coven of the Ark, the, yeah. the Spear of Destiny. And a- Hitler actually did shitloads of research on the Spear of Destiny, which I get into later on. So, but. yeah, because he's, he, he, in his mind, the answer to creating the ultimate, like, war machine super soldiers were somewhere tied into the occult and the paranormal. Oh, yeah. I, I fully, I fully <laughs> agree so that with that. Not only was he a genocidal fucking maniac he was also a weirdo oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. you know but like like steve was saying you know we hear about tons of rumors with them we hear that they were searching for artifacts all types of stuff then they apparently even sent expeditions across the world looking for this stuff so not only were they maintaining a war and political escapades before that but they were still sending people out throughout the world looking for these relics and treasures and everything else um now in my research here i try to stick a culty in the beginning so some of these people would go on to suggest the nazis were actually chosen by a demonic force to hold a rebellion against god's chosen people and I'll kind of try to start with Hitler here. I found an article and a man by the name of Walter Stein had been studying the occult in Germany around the 1920s and 30s. Well, Hitler apparently was one of those people he found that had been studying arcane arts. Stein found that Hitler's rise to power actually coincides with his initiation into the secret doctrine which was a gathering of the most elite and powerful mages of the world. Apparently, Nazi mystics sensed Stein, and it forced him to flee to England, which got him out of being forced to serve in Germany's Nazi occult bureau. When Stein got to England, he sat down with Winston Churchill and warned him of the arcane powers the Nazis had acquired. Furthermore, he learned that the Nazis knew that the English had no counter-occult program that could be hidden from the Nazis. With that being said, Stein and Churchill got in touch with President Roosevelt and pleaded for help. So within a week, they ended up forming a group called The Watch. This group was tasked with monitoring all occult accomplishments of the Nazi party. Within the the party, there was 13 members. Most of them were high-ranking military members, scientist, and a Catholic archbishop, including Stein and the president's proxy for Roosevelt. FDR actually kept this group completely secret, even from the government, mostly to avoid any backlash if it were to be exposed. 
they didn't want people freaking out that they were looking into and using resources for paranormal and psychic investigations. The watch apparently was responsible for wartime assassinations of Nazi occultists by mundane means and arcane. They even supposedly were able to secure many artifacts, including the Spear of Destiny, which is pretty interesting. That That's one that has really driven me on on this. That for whatever reason, the Spear of Destiny has really called my attention to this for, for whatever reason. Is it the, the lance that pierced yes. Christ's side? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's crazy, like, and it's crazy. I don't. I think I write it later on, but I'm gonna go ahead and spearhead it now. But like, pun intended. Yeah. But with them forming the watch, the you know supposedly the Americans formed the watch to help counter the Nazi occult practices. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you think about it, in a nutshell, here, what did we do? The second we started hearing the uh, Russians and even in Vietnam, they were working on mind control techniques. Oh, yeah. We started doing the same shit. It's it's classic war tactic. You got to exactly. stay one step ahead exactly. of the enemy. Exactly. So that kind of stood out to me because I know that it sounds, I mean, everything in this world sounds crazy, but uh, you don't hear, I don't hear much about the this group called The Watch. And we've heard... Subtle references in, in the back channels here and there, but uh, I just think it's interesting that they formed an actual party to help counter. Yeah, it's almost like the, the like good magic versus bad right. magic and shit. Because on Gates, if you got you guys should check it out, Expedition Unknown. He even talked about that Hitler like would use sears and shit that would getting ready to get into that. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, I'll touch on it after you go. In yeah, there. it just. Like Steve was saying, you know, and and what I found, Hitler was known for using prophets and mind readers, especially when trying to make decisions of political and wartime matters. One man named Carl Ernest Kraft made a prediction about Hitler himself when he ended up bringing him, which ended up bringing him in contact with Hitler. Kraft said that Hitler's life would be in danger around the 7th to 10th of November 1939. Well, on the 8th, a bomb went off and almost killed Hitler in an assassination attempt. So, obviously, this catches Hitler's ear. He's like, okay, we got something here. So, he sends the Gestapo to find Kraft, and he finds him. And they try, they actually tried to get him to start decoding Nostradamus to help further the Nazi propaganda. Apparently, Kraft made a few predictions that seemed to come true. He suggested that Hitler not attack the Soviet Union until the following year. And Hitler actually did end up listening to that. And because of that, he ended up cutting through their forces with ease. Kraft also pointed out that if the war was not won by 1943, it would would be game over for Hitler. Anything past 1943 was a complete annihilation. And shortly after they, you know... It, it, it at first it was looking really good for Hitler and the, his forces in '43, but by the end of it, it was pretty much game over. That's that's like on on Gates' episode. He said that there were some top uh, commanders in the Third Reich that were trying to talk Hitler out of attacking the Soviet Union at all. They're like, "This is a fucking stupid idea." Yeah. But they said that he had so many 
seers in his back pocket saying, you need to do this on this date, you need to do this on this date, that when these commanders would come forward and be like, we do not have the manpower to successfully fight two wars, Hitler would fucking detain him, throw him in, throw him into the fucking prison. I believe that. I believe that. Like, like he was so ingrained into the occult and into the, this mindset that like this was written for him. Yeah. That anybody that was tried to say, Hey, no, it's not. He's like, you, you're clearly not, not on my shitty team. So, And, and isn't that fascinating to think about? That's another thing that draws me so much to this is the fact that this man, everybody, you call him what you want. But Hitler wasn't dumb. He was smart. Right? Yeah, that's... He was smart. And the fact that this man wasn't completely idiotic, he's a psychopath, but the fact that he's of some form of intelligence and then he is utterly obsessed with the cult, the paranormal, uh, prophets, prophecies... Spirit and spirituality. Everything. He tried to... He tried to obtain so many Christian artifacts. Yeah, because they apparently held power. Holocult. Summer is here. So you know what that means. Paranormal investigations and cryptid hunts abound. But before you do that, you're going to need some good clothing. So we're excited to announce another month partnering with Tecovis. I feel like at this point, it's it's mandatory to have amazing clothes while you're out crypto chasing or ghost hunting because with Tacovas, every boot you can expect handmade quality first wear comfort and timeless western style and nothing says like you're there for business like walking in in a pair of snakeskin boots and with it being summer like steve said they also have some sweet short sleeve moisture wickening pearl snaps that are definitely going to put you on the next level. And if you need to carry some stuff, like all your, your ghost hunting gear, you can use their ever growing lineup of rugged and full grain leather bags that are always going to get you where you need to be. And to keep cool, they also have men's and women's straw hats. So you're definitely going to want to check them out. That's perfect for keeping the sun off your head. And getting, getting sunburn up there. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova stores, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop all the latest styles. I personally am waiting for the cryptid lineup, where I can get me a pair of, like, Loveland Frogman skin boots, maybe some Loch Ness oh, Monster. Oh, yeah. Imagine that Loch Ness boot. Smooth. Smooth. But until then, you can visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. That would give him an edge in battle. Yeah. It just, it, it completely blows my mind. Um, But back to Kraft here, shortly after they began to have Kraft do the horoscopes of allied leaders to help the Nazis gain an edge in battle, which apparently aided in wins for the Third Reich. According to... Herman Roshning, who mainstream historians historians shred, they say that Hitler was most likely possessed by a dark force, possibly even the devil himself. That checks out. Herman said that during his speeches, he would would become possessed by something, 
Also, it's said that Hitler would have reoccurring night terrors. One night, he said his aide in the room, or had his aide in the room, and said, What will the social order of the future be like? Comrade, I will tell you. There will be a class of overlords. After that, the rank and file of the party members in, I'll just say hierarchy, order, and then the great mass of anonymous followers. And over and above all of these will reign a new exalted nobility of whom I cannot speak. But of all these plans, the militant members will know nothing. The new man is living among us now. He is here. I have seen the new man. He is intrepid and cruel. I was afraid of him. Now, this next bit here is actually super interesting. I wish I, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. I wrote some of it down. But you can actually go find the full synopsis of the night that this happened. Now, one of Hitler's childhood friends can remember talking to Hitler when they were about 17. He said that out of nowhere, Hitler would start talking about how Germany needed to be restored to its former glory and how it just seemed like something took over Hitler and gave him the ability to entrance anyone listening to him. Later on, a letter was found from Dietrich Eckhart a mentor to young Hitler. Well, Eckert writes a letter to a friend, and the letter says, Follow Hitler, he will dance, but it is I who have called the tune. We have given him the means of communication with them. Do not mourn for me. I shall have influenced history more than any other German. The Nazis also searched for the ancient Sanskrit text, specifically looking for the text a tale of an ancient battle between us and a superior race of extraterrestrials who conquered the, the country and installed a caste system to rule them with. Uh, before I go any farther here, yeah. So going back to what I said about Hitler and his friend. Now, apparently they went to see, I'll, I'll kind of tell what I remember, but they went to see a play together or an opera or whatever you want to call it. And afterwards, Hitler and his buddy are walking and it was almost like Hitler instantly became something else because he, his friend was like, it, it was not, it was not him. He started talking different and he was talking in such a way. Not only did he convince himself of what he was saying, but he also utterly convinced me it was almost like it it was almost like the way the guy describes it it was like he his words had power and it literally did like put him in a trance to go okay yeah hitler you're right i'm gonna follow you now that's what he yeah that's what he did you know what i mean entire german people exactly exactly <laughs> and it's it's just a weird account because then that was that's when they were 17 like they were young and they're having reports of him and then talking about how Germany needs to be put in power and yada, yada, yada. It's just, it's crazy, man. It, it's, and later on, I kind of get into it again about Hitler possibly being uh, possessed by the devil. And it's, it's a theory, but if it's true, it's terrifying. Um, they also suggest that these texts, these Sanskrit texts, had blueprints of a craft. It's also worth noting that the swastika 
supposedly came from the same region as the text. Supposedly the Nazis who found Noah's Ark on Mount Ariat, they were spotted flying a spy balloon, which all of this was apparently from declassified MI6 files from 1948. It also suggested that there was a discovery in the Caucasus Mountains. They found some skulls with very distinct horn-like shapes on them. So that's weird in itself. <laughs> However, it gets a little bit weirder because they found a briefcase there that is from the World War II era. Even more so, it appears it could have been from the, another word I can't say, Anarbri, which is a, a, a group of occultists within the, the Third Reich. I can't say that name, A-H-N-E-N-E-R-B-E. No idea. Uh, then you have Himmler, who went out searching for occult things for Hitler. And he spent a few trips in Beskidi Mountains in Poland. What's interesting about this uh, this find here in the mountains of Poland was that once they made this discovery, whatever is here, they removed all normal German troops from the area, and they put only the SS in this area. They only allowed the SS members to be within this area. And it was said, the reason for this was that there was an entrance to the inner earth here. It even dates back centuries of the region being referred to a Gaharta or the underworld. I also found that what could pose as a possibility to Hitler and his way of thinking. I found a couple clips from occult secrets of the third Reich, which as I've stated, some people place Hitler far outside human behavior, but some people believe that when you trace back to the Volkish occultists, they believe that there was in fact a prehistoric Germanic race of superhumans. Furthermore, they believe that these powers had been transmitted through the ages to modern Germans by means of a magically active pure Aryan bloodline. Another thing the Nazis did, which is more commonly known, was the perverting of the symbols like, I, symbols like I brought up the swastika before. And, you know, like I said, it was it, it was taken from Sanskrit or whatever in the area of that time, but it can mean things like well-being, good fortune, good existence. And a question I would have for that would be, you know, are they are they perverting these images to give them a more sinister power or are they using these images with the belief that they will give them good fortune in their endeavors? You know what I mean? Like, cause it'd be like me going and getting a, a tattoo of a, like a Viking rune sigil. You know, I'm not, I'm not perverting it in that in any way, but I'm use I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this sigil has power and I'm yeah. using that in my endeavor. I have, I've read, I don't know if it's, if it's real or not because the internet's back and forth that this, that the swastika is bad is mirror. Yeah. Is I think, opposite. I think that is true. And I like, it's all, it's almost now that you're get to talking about it. It could be that they perverted it. Yeah. It's almost like, like, well, with all the good power this brings, maybe if we turn it back, like flip it over, it can bring the bad as well. Right. 
and they're they're kind of trying to f- channel that. In, I mean, it, in it, what they're doing, it makes sense, and because you, you hear that a lot, especially in the since he realm. was so in to the occult, right? So into you know, and like like gathering all these super important relics of Christianity. Like, what what if he was after them to to desecrate them or to just completely uh like abolish them like make them not yeah, that's possible anymore. too that's a good point you know yeah i never thought of it like that like here you have these these relics that could uh change the tide of the war so to speak if they were to fall in the allied hands we'll just we'll just say that so instead of him allowing that to happen he's like well i'm just gonna fucking destroy him that way nobody can get to me. Or one one step further than that, if he was possessed by the devil or a demon, what better way to attack the Christian religion than to uh, eliminate any actual physical evidence that, right. that has to do with Christ and the crucifixion? Right. So if he could get his hands on those and make them not exist, what if he went a step further to try to like just dismantle Christianity as he goes. Like, you don't have any proof this existed, so maybe, you know, it didn't exist. Yeah. And, I mean, man, like, I know it sounds crazy, but I kind of fuck with that theory that he was influenced by something not of this world because, like, I I know it's hard for me to understand because I don't, my brain doesn't function on that level, but, like, the atrocities that dude did were, I mean, they were beyond horrendous. And, and not to mention that, but he was able to motivate one country to damn near decimate all of the region. And like like I was looking here, because on that, I know I keep talking about Josh Gates or whatever, he talked about him collecting all this supernatural and occult stuff to try to create the the Wonder Waff, which is a, a, a super super weapon. Right. To, to, to be the end-all, be-all of the war. Right. And if you look at the advances that the Third Reich made... Oh, it's crazy. ...in... Everything Their military might. It is everything unfucking real what they Dude. put together in, in that the, short time. In the tiny amount of time that they were in power. Yeah. Like it is fucking just. It doesn't so make sense. It doesn't make sense how they were able to achieve all of that so quickly, so efficiently, all while being attacked on multiple fronts. You know, it, it's yep. just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, and like, like I said, one country. Just some of these are just fucking ridiculous. Like the Carl Garat. I'm probably pronouncing these wrong, but it's the largest caliber self-propelled mortar ever deployed. The largest one ever deployed. Yep. From in all of history, and this the fucking heavy Gustav, an 800 millimeter railway gun, the largest artillery piece ever used in warfare. Yeah, and 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 they the Nazis themselves they were no slouches in war and battle like they they were a formidable opponent for like people theorize that if Hitler would have done a couple things differently there would have been a possibility he would he would have been able to take over the planet they and that's that's like that's insane there are proposed weapons here that don't even like like this this sun gun it's a parabolic <laughs> mirror that was going to be put into orbit designed to focus sunlight onto specific locations on the Earth's surface. That's awesome. Just like, make us like like burning ants with the magnifying I'm, I'm not smart. I'm not smart. But Me either. Did they even have satellites back then? I don't fucking know. I don't either. 
he had he had what they called the it's the Zeelgarat twelve twenty nine or what they refer to as the vampire active infrared night vision gun sight system for their guns. What the fuck? In nineteen forty, like, right? Exactly. Bro. That's what I'm saying. Like they, dude, they were on one. They were on one, and, and it's no different than like when you compare our technological advances. It's no wonder. It's no wonder when the Third Reich fell, all the the top world governments are trying to snatch up all their scientists. All their scientists. Like I'm just reading. I'm just on Wikipedia reading some of this shit, and I'm like, what in the fuck, dude? It's crazy. It's A- fucking crazy, and that's why it fascinates me so much because there. I don't, not enough people in my as far as I know I'm not the most knowledgeable person on the subject but I don't feel like we hear enough of this you know because I, I would really like to know more of why like the root reason why he chased all these these things so fucking hard the Fritz X a guided anti-ship glide bomb the world's first precision guided weapon ever deployed in combat that's basically a fucking drone yeah Dude, they were, and that, and you know, later on, we we kind of dabble in that as f- to why they might have gotten that. But you're gonna tell me that he he just like in in that small in that small world of Germany, they just happened to have like the best military minds of, of the time. Yep, and he motiv- and not only that, but he also was able to motivate an entire population so much that they fought outnumbered and pretty much damn near won. Overall, all the while, so yeah, you have all this these scientific uh, endeavors going on. You have a war going on, and then you have the genocide going on as well. Like they, he had so like so many raw irons in the fire that you would almost think there's no possible way to manage all of them. The Aredo E five five five, a planned jet powered America bomber. Was its name? Oh, cool! It was a long-range jet de- looks dumb. to deliver different payloads. It looks dumb as An hell. America bomber candidate with six radial engines with a range of almost ten thousand kilometers. So they were sending dude, that motherfucker out. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I just just the fact that they were so far ahead. The only thing, I mean, realistically, the only thing that saved the war is we built a nuke before they did. Because we yeah, sure as fuck possible. didn't. We sure as fuck didn't build a fucking sun ray giant microscope fucking. Well, we probably have one now. Oh, I wish I had one. Yeah, we would be pretty cool. But, anyways, back to uh, Himmler here. Now, like I, I stated, he was in charge of the SS. Himmler himself followed the paganism of pre-Christian Germany. Himmler and many others of the Nazi party even liked to pursue black magic. Himmler even tried to dabble in necromancy. He frequently held seances to try and contact the dead. Not to mention, he would even try to raise the dead. Of course. One of the more interesting stories I've found so far is, like I was saying earlier, my kind of subtle obsession here is Hitler's hunt for the Spear of Destiny. Now, apparently, this is according to what I found. One day while in Hamburg Palace, Hitler wandered into the, to one of its halls and suddenly felt strange. 
Quote, I slowly felt some kind of magical presence. I felt this feeling in those rare cases when I realized that great destiny for me. Hitler was standing in front of the Spear of Destiny. According to Hitler, a window to the future opened up. With an unthinkable flash of light, he saw his future. So Hitler began to study everything he could about the Spear of Spear and its history, which was a pretty good idea. He traces the path of it, apparently, all the way from the beginning. It seemed like, and if you want to, you can go find the actual um, the hands that it crossed throughout time. But it seemed that most of the notable leaders at the time were in possession of the spear. Each of them seemed to have great victories against unthinkable odds. And what I mean by that, you have like um, the Mongolian army, you have the uh, Napoleon. Apparently these, these, the spear was handed through Interesting. Like this this catalyst to win major battles that said couldn't be won. Interesting. And so with that being said, you can understand as to why Hitler would want to chase the spear. And apparently, supposedly, he was actually able to acquire the spear of destiny. He was, I guess it I f- didn't work out for him very much. No, no. Because we acquired nukes. <laughs> didn't see that one coming <laughs> but interestingly enough once you know once hitler began his campaign apparently winston churchill makes a statement about hitler going for the spear which i find very interesting that is weird dude well, check it out of all this shit here's a quote why can't we stop him why our sheep in the government do not understand now he will move to austria he needs vienna and the Spear of Destiny. As soon as he possesses it, Hitler's plans to establish world domination will immediately move from the field of theory to the bloodiest and most terrifying practice. What? Dude, that caught me. Like, when I when I found that it, it said Churchill even made a fucking statement about it. That's so... That's so... Of all the things you could talk about and... During the world, during World War II, to which even also, bring that up, yeah. If anybody can get me the Spear of Destiny for the podcast room, let's go. Uh, shout me a holla, dog. Let's go. But that also that all, that begs the question as to what I guess leaders I in that wanna, area. I want to do an episode on the Spear of Destiny, dude. It is fucking crazy. It's crazy. It like the crazy. the story, even like. The story from the Bible to all the battles that it was in, et cetera, et cetera, is freaking fascinating. So I, I would suggest if you can go find it, go find it. It's a good read. It really is. It's interesting as all hell. I did want to uh, circle back here real quick before we get into it. Uh, yeah. Apparently, night vision glasses were a thing in World War II. So I didn't know cool, that. Cool, cool. Me either. And the biggest drawback were that the glasses were super large and heavy. But in the Third Reich were able to utilize these and mount them onto weapons. Oh, that makes sense. So that makes sense. It is still a step ahead, but they did Absolutely. have some sort of night vision in World War II. I didn't know. I bet a bunch of military people did know that. But I learned something today, and that the Spear Destiny is a apparently 
awesome. It is, man. And, um, you know, with that, with all that being said, and like you brought up just a minute ago, uh, why, why didn't he win? You know, some people account it to, he could have lost because of some divine intervention. Um, is that another theory is that because of all the efforts of the watch, it actually aided in the defeat of Hitler. Now, apparently upon losing, the Americans ended up with the spear once we, we broke the lines. It was said that Eisenhower, Eisenhower presented the spear to President Harry Truman. I can only imagine that there is much, much more to the occult side of Hitler and his Nazis. Um, there was also, interestingly enough, there was also a few exorcists from the Vatican that believed Hitler was possessed by the devil himself. They stated that they believe not only Hitler was possessed, but the entire Nazi party. On one hand, you know, this isn't very far-fetched. The things they did to people were beyond cruel. You'd almost think that it would take someone more than human to be able to do those kinds of things to people. Then you can use your imagination and say, well, if they really were so obsessed with the occult and the powers the occult holds, then it's entirely plausible that new recruits or even just the SS would partake in said rituals. Hell, with the way they would love to experiment, they could have searched and found rituals they didn't even fucking understand, and they could have unleashed an evil not only onto themselves, but onto the rest of the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Right? And and not being from that world, would you even fucking know? You know, you could just read some ritual, not understanding it at all, but because you're reading the words, it's activating the ritual. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, well, it's just crazy. It is. Like, I'm just falling down a fucking rabbit hole. All right, so I'm, I'm nearing the end of, of some of my occult talk here, but this was something interesting that I found, and I, I proposed it earlier to Steve, but... If and that's assuming this is true because it's all speculation, but there was apparently there was a Dr. Otto Lehman, and he claims to have cared for Hitler in his final days down in Argentina. He claims that Hitler would be in his room crying and howling in mental anguish from the atrocities he committed. Now, the question to all of this would be is it possible that near the end? of Hitler's life, the entity left him because its work was more or less done and left Hitler with the wreckage that they created together. Almost like Hitler would have been possessed, taken over, and kind of either been a, a passenger in his own body or maybe put in this different state that he had no idea what the fuck was going on until his entity finally left. And then all of it came flooding into his brain and him laying there and and just because you wouldn't like oh, you wouldn't shit. yeah you wouldn't like like how possessed people when when they're possessed they don't realize what what they exactly doing, exactly pissing on the priest or whatever yep. and I mean imagine waking up to that yeah waking, waking up, up to the knowledge of that you created killed millions of people genocide and not only that but you killed him in some of the most ridiculously heinous ways imagine that baggage. It's freaking so ridiculous. It's 
it's crazy. It's crazy. And like I like I said, I'm sure there is infinitely more on just the occult ties alone. I'm so stuck on these these Wonder Waff weapons. I can't even like I'm just like this one's called the Busy Lizzie. Another Nazi oh. weapon mind-boggling for its sheer size is the V3 cannon. It was a super gun like no other. With the length of about 430 feet, the V3 literally needed to be built upon a hillside to support its massive size. The location of the hill the Nazis chose reveals why they needed a gun this large in the first place. The hill was the Pas de Calais in northern Weird France, word. just over 100 miles from London. The enormous V3 was the only gun that could shoot that distance. The plan was to bombard London with massive 310-pound shells at a rate of hundreds per hour. Wow. But with a number of testing problems capped off by only one gun that literally burst during testing, the project was shut down. So it was basically like a chain gun, but with giants. Yeah, giant ammunition. What the fuck? And that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. It's all just, it's bizarre when you really start looking into it and fully understanding the things that they were actually capable of back then. And like this, this part here, as much as I wanted to love, like absolutely love the occult shit, I don't think it holds a candle to what's going to be the next installment of this because we start getting into aliens and UFOs, all types of shit. And it's just like, like I said, I told Steve, I was, and if you want to hear it, get re- you know, stick around for it. But like, I found ties to Roswell, Betty and Barney Hill. Um, another UFO case, two UFO cases, um, uh, all types of shit. The moon landing, I, all of it from Nazis. So, so wrap your brains around that one. Oh, here's an actual death ray. Cool. Ever since German scientists first developed particle accelerators known as betarons, betatrons, <laughs> in the 1930s, they were then able to use this technology to create X-ray weapons. Nazi scientists worked toward turning these betatrons into X-ray beam generators and cannons that could disable aircraft engines and even kill the pilots via via blasts of radiation. Wow. However, these death rays were never finalized before invading American forces captured the prototypes in April 1945. That's insane. Fucking death rays, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, that's about all I have for the occult side of things. It does. It it really makes you wonder what, like, I don't know, man. It's hard to wrap your brain around, and it's just always fascinated me. Yeah, the fact that they, like, just some of the shit that they were working on, some of the shit that they they came so close to creating, like, was so... Some of the shit they actually created. did create, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) true. You know, and then not to mention the shit that they were working on that could have that legitimately could have changed all of history. Yeah. If they had just a little bit more time to figure some of these things out. God damn. And that was back in the 40s. Imagine what we're capable of today. Cuz like you said, they didn't they took all the best scientists and scattered them throughout oh, yeah. the countries. That was a race. That was a oh, yeah. race to grab those Oh yeah. Up. That's fucked. Anyway, so check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, Discord. Come and hang out with us. You know the drill. 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 You know the drill. 
share this episode. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and never eat the Allosaurus lasagna.